All right, well, we're still in the book of Proverbs. Let's turn there. I, I had my message planned for this evening, and I've trimmed it down a bit, and we'll try and finish some stuff from this morning. <clears throat> Hopefully it'll be a benefit to you. But we'll start here on the, the back side of the rewards of communication. The rewards of communication. And there are two kinds of rewards. Uh, you, you say somebody has died and gone to their reward. Is that always a good thing? You're rewarded one way or the other, right? And that's kind of how it is, too, with communication. There are benefits to good communication, and there are harms for foolish communication or bad communication. And Proverbs has much to say about both. So let's start with the harms first. We'll end on a positive note. But the harms of foolish communication, that's the first set of blanks there. And the first kinds of victim, victims you might say, of the foolish communication is yourself. Rewards the harms of communication, the foolish communication for yourself. First of all, we have punishment. Punishment. Proverbs 18, verse 6 says, A fool's lips bring strife and his mouth calls for blows. A fool's lips bring strife, and his mouth calls for blows. They're more given to a corporal punishment back in those days, and you probably may have been slapped yourself, or some people in the past have been beaten about the mouth for things they say. Um, these fools whose lips bring strife, they cause trouble, and they get the reward for it, and that's a, a smack on the face. <clears throat> Another harm to come from foolish communication is evil. Evil. Proverbs 17, verse 20. He who has a crooked mind finds no good, and he who is perverted in his language falls into evil. When you think of the term perverted, think of twisted. So you have something that should be good, but it's twisted to evil ends. So the fool has a twisted mind and a twisted mouth. And both the twisted mind and the twisted mouth lead them into great trouble. He who was perverted in his language falls into evil. Next, ruin. Ruin, Proverbs 10.10. says, He who winks with the eye causes trouble, and a babbling fool will be ruined. And this is not the winking like you're you're flirting or something like that. This is uh, some kind of gesture with the eye to indicate that you're deceiving somebody somehow. And so somebody who talks too much like this babbling fool or who winks with the eye is bound to get into trouble, will be ruined. And Proverbs 18.7, A fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are the snare of his soul. It's an interesting picture, I think. Like, you might set a net for a bird. His lips are the snare of his soul. You set or a trap for an animal and you want to snare that animal, well, your lips, if you're a fool, snare yourself. Imagine, anybody ever set a trap for a, for a bear or something? You, you imagine stepping in that trap yourself and how ridiculous and foolish that would be. That's people who have foolish lips. They're setting a snare for their own soul to get trapped in. Uh, Proverbs 1, 17 and 18 says, Indeed, it is useless to spread the baited net in the sight of any bird, 
but the wicked lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush their own lives. So fools, the wicked, are dumber than birds. Birds, if they see a, a trap being set, will avoid the trap. But uh, a fool sets a trap for himself and falls into it. So there are harms for yourself of foolish communication. There's also harms for others. And, and the first one is destruction. Destruction. And we'll skip to Proverbs 26, 18, 19. This is a favorite of mine because it's kind of a funny picture. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death. You guys, kids, you can imagine uh, a man who has firebrands, arrows, and death. He's maybe carrying some torches, and he has some arrows, and he's maybe got some swords, and he's waving his sword around. He's shooting arrows randomly around. He's got torches he's throwing around. How would you feel around a guy like that? Do you feel kind of nervous? Scared? Thomas, how would you feel? Not uh, Very unsafe. Stay away from this guy. Exactly. So like this sort of madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, was I not joking? I was only joking. So this is a really serious kind of practical joker who's just, just having fun. It's just having a good time. But really, this kind of person, he deceives his neighbor and he's like a madman who throws these dangerous things around. And a similar danger comes from this jokester. So be careful with your joking, all of us. Um, it's a good, good lesson to, to remind yourself of when you're ready to do something you think is funny. It's going to be funny for everybody. Uh, Proverbs 26, speaking again of destruction, 20 to 21. For lack of wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no whisperer, contention quiets down. Like charcoal to hot embers and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. Now, we don't have fires here this weekend, at least not wood fires, but you've been to camps before where we had these fires, and when it's time to put them out for the night, you can pour water on it, certainly. Or you can just sort of separate the coals, and eventually the coals do what? Yeah. Now, there's been camps where it's bedtime, and somebody throws new log on the fire. Come on, guys. Why'd you do that? Because now you got this, this flame shooting up again, and you want everything to die down. That's how people are who whisper. So if you have somebody who whispers, hey, I have a story for you. Did you know what so-and-so did? And then that, that goes and it spreads like fire. We talked before about the, the tongue being like a fire. And when you use your tongue to whisper to people about things that you ought not to, it, it just inflames the fire. And so these contentious men, they're just causing trouble. Their, their aim is to cause problems and they kindle strife. It's just like hot embers and wood to fire. And a fool adds fuel to the fire. But someone wise removes the fuel from the fire. If you stop the story, stop the gossip, where you are, it prevents its spread. Another kind of destruction, Proverbs sixteen twenty-eight says, a perverse, again, the twisted man spreads strife, and a slanderer separates intimate friends. A slanderer separates intimate friends. And I'm sure those of us who are of any age know of friendships that have been destroyed, hopefully not through our own tongues, but through slander. Um, whether it's justified or not, it's easy to spread 
bad things about somebody and it destroys your friendship. It destroys a confidence. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a painful thing, especially when it's done by your own tongue. So we need to think carefully before we destroy others, including our own friendships with our tongue. Well, let's move on then to the benefits of wise communication. That's the next section. Benefits of wise communication. And again, we'll go for yourself and for others. And the first benefit of wise communication is satisfaction. Satisfaction. Proverbs twelve fourteen says, A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his words, and the deeds of a man's hands will return to him. So, a man is satisfied with good by the fruit of his words. You guys ever go picking fruit? We have some pears in our yard, um, and you, you get some good good fruit, and you sit down, and you eat it, and you're full and you're satisfied. So, in a similar way, when we say good things, we have the fruit of our mouth, but even as we speak the words out, it satisfies our hearts. We're satisfied with good by the fruit of our words. And so God blesses those who speak and who do good things. Uh, so that's a satisfaction we get for ourselves. Uh, Proverbs 18.20 With the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach will be satisfied. He will be satisfied with the product of his lips. Very much the same as before. The fruit of your mouth, your stomach is satisfied. You're satisfied with the product or produce or harvest of your lips. So you speak from your mouth. That's a good fruit harvest for yourself and for those who hear you and it satisfies your your soul's appetite for good things. Another benefit of wise communication for yourself is protection. Protection. Proverbs 12, verse 6. says, The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. It's interesting. This, The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood. It's like the words themselves are a murderer ready to kill somebody. Um, maybe that's a kind of slander. You're ready to just tell a bad story about somebody. But your your tongue, just the words in your tongue just want to to hurt somebody. You hear that your tongue being referred to like a, like a sharp sword and you've got your sword out or, or your dagger ready to, to, to injure somebody with it or kill somebody with it. And this is the kind of thing we see in Matthew twenty two fifteen, when Jesus is going to the cross, he's, he's on the way to the cross, and it says the Pharisees went and plotted together how they might trap him in what he said. So the Pharisees are trying to, to they're waiting and uh, lying in wait for, the, for Jesus' blood, but Jesus wisely avoided their traps. And so the, the words, the mouth of the upright delivers him. Jesus was delivered. Now, ultimately, he went of his own accord, Jesus didn't go to death because the Pharisees sent him there. He went to death. Why? God sent him there, and he followed his. He obeyed his father, didn't he? And so, if the Pharisees did not have Jesus' cooperation, they wouldn't have been able to crucify him. Um, but he he delivered himself from the slanders of the, the or of the Pharisees, and also of, of their desire to entrap him. He stepped out of their traps because he was wise and good. Proverbs 21.23 is, is a good one for us to know. He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. We talked about guarding your mouth. Put a hand over your mouth, duct tape, zipper, whatever you need. If you keep your mouth closed, you're guarding your soul from trouble. 
And uh, we talked before about Proverbs 13.3 a bit. Uh, the one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. You're spreading your mouth wide to say anything you want. You're going to ruin yourself if you don't guard your mouth and your tongue. Uh, you don't need to show your hands because I don't need to see your hands. How many of you have gotten yourselves into trouble by not guarding your mouth? I know it's everybody. Not Tom. I definitely know it's not you. <laughs> yeah, we've all gotten in trouble because we do not guard our mouth. Um, there's that old phrase from World War II says, loose lips sink ships. Yeah, that's, yeah, they did. But loose lips sink souls too, don't they? And not only your own, but you can sink other souls too. So be careful what you say. Guard your mouth because you'll get yourself into trouble. Another benefit of wise communication is joy. Joy. Proverbs 15, verse 23 says, A man has joy in an apt answer. That's trans, could be translated, the answer of his mouth. So you have a good answer in your mouth, and how delightful is a timely word. And this isn't talking about the joy that others get from your apt words. That's good. But even yourself, and I think we can all uh, agree and have experienced this, I expect, you say something that really suits the moment and encourages somebody or otherwise brings somebody uh, encouragement and it makes you feel good yourself. There's, there's a joy in spe- speaking the right word. It feels good to say the right thing at the right time. And then esteem. Esteem. Proverbs sixteen thirteen it says, Righteous lips are the delight of kings and he who speaks right is loved. And this is like Proverbs 22, 11 says, He who loves purity of heart and whose speech is gracious, the king is his friend. Now, this, of course, isn't always the case. There are those unrighteous kings or unrighteous people who will not reward righteous lips. But for a good king or a good a good boss, uh, uh, a, a good whoever it might be in your life who has some authority over you or, uh, who has a, a higher level perhaps in society, if you have righteous lips, it will gain you esteem in their eyes. And then the last section here on the benefits of wise communication is benefits for others. And there's a few of them. We could probably list more. But let's just list a few here. First of all, knowledge. Knowledge for others. Proverbs fifteen seventeen says, The lips of the wise... Spread knowledge, but the hearts of fools are not so. So if you're wise, do you keep your knowledge to yourself? No, you want to communicate that to others. It doesn't mean you have to go around bragging about it to everybody, but you want to make sure that you share your knowledge. If God has given you wisdom, you can share it with somebody and encourage them and increase their knowledge as well. Next, uh, good communication brings life. Brings life. Proverbs 10.11 says, The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. So the righteous speech is like fresh, cool, life-giving water. And if you imagine in the place where the Bible is written, generally pretty dry, arid. You can go some places where there's not that much water around. And Think of what it was like if you were on a journey and... You don't have uh, Costco water in the back of your car. You're going for mile after mile after mile. And you 
you're thirsty and you come upon this fountain and how cool and refreshing that would be to have a fountain there that would give you life. It could even literally save your life. And so righteous speech is like this, this cool water from a fountain, but wicked speech, on the other hand, seeks to destroy. A similar picture, Proverbs 15.4 says, a soothing tongue is a tree of life. So it's a fountain of life in one verse. It's a tree of life in this verse, but perversion in it crushes the spirit. So a soothing tongue brings life, it brings healing. Next, uh, good communication produces nourishment. Nourishment. Proverbs 16.14, or 24 rather, 16.24. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. You might remember the story where uh, Jonathan and some others in the Old Testament, Saul's son, are, are off chasing some Philistines, <clears throat> and Jonathan arrives, it says here, for Samuel fourteen twenty seven says, Jonathan put the end of his staff that was in his hand and dipped it in a honeycomb and put his hand to his mouth and his eyes brightened. And pleasant words can be like that too. You have uh, somebody who's who needs something pleasant, something sweet, and you, you have these pleasant words and it makes you feel like you just had a, a really good donut or whatever. Take your equivalent of honey from a honeycomb. Uh, maybe it's a salad for some of you. Uh, not me. How, how, do I, how about a, a nice deep dish pizza? Pleasant words are like that. Yeah, that's it. Whatever food brings you great pleasure when you are, are, are hungry, that's what pleasant words are to you. Just as honey cheers us up or good food cheers us up, so do pleasant words cheer. And then finally, it Good communication brings joy, brings joy to others. Proverbs twelve twenty five. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. And we all know this, I think. We've been encouraged by others when we're down and somebody brings a, a word of encouragement, that maybe a Bible verse or just a expression of love. Even not necessarily a, a word, but it could be a, a gift or just a hug that, that can bring joy in, in a sorrowful time. Another kind of joy we see in Proverbs 23, 15 and 16. My son, if your heart is wise, my own heart also will be glad. And my inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak what is right. And so here's a father speaking to a son. If your heart is wise, my own heart will also be glad. And so fathers and and mothers, when you see your sons and daughters, with wise hearts, and it says, my innermost being will rejoice when your lips speak what is right. When you see your sons and daughters saying right things about God, about the world, they reflect the truth of Scripture. It brings great joy to you. Uh, I thought of Third John, uh, three, Third John verse 4. It says, I have no greater joy than this than to hear of my children walking in the truth. And so, kids, when you're walking in righteousness, if you're following God's word, that really encourages your parents uh, more than just about anything, I think. Well, any comments or questions so far? We have a little bit more to go through. We'll wrap up from this morning. I'm trying to go fast because I know you're hungry and might get wet soon. All right, well, let's go flip over your sheet and the the bottom right-hand portion, and I gave you the I think the words this morning, but 
we'll fill them in a little more in more detail. The way to wise communication. We've got all these exhortations as to how we communicate well, uh, or what, what we're supposed to do, I should say. Let's look at the how. And I said this morning that how we communicate, how we speak, how we tweet, how we, whatever we do on Facebook, or how you truth, or whatever you do, how you do that is of critical importance. Remember, Jesus said, Matthew 12, 36, and 37, I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. And I've talked before about some things you put maybe next to your computer monitor before you uh, write things on Facebook. You can do this one too. Every careless word that you speak or write, however you communicate it, you'll give an accounting for it, and you can be justified or condemned based on what you say. So we want to communicate wisely. How do we do that? Well, a few things, and some are from Proverbs, some are not. But first of all, determine. Determine. That is, determine to communicate wisely. And Psalm 39, verse 1 says, I said, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth as with a muzzle while the wicked are in my presence. So we talk about guarding your mouth or guarding your ways. You just determine, I will do this by God's grace. I will make the effort it takes to communicate wisely. And Proverbs 4.24 says, Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from you. So you don't just sit back and wait for your tongue to start speaking good things, but you need to put forth this conscious, the continual effort to put this deceitful mouth and devious speech far from you. So don't just wait for it to happen. And next, we can pray. <clears throat> pray. Psalm 19, verse 14, I think you know this one. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And Psalm 141, verse 3 says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. So we say, I will guard my mouth. Lord, guard my mouth too. So it's God working in me, me making the effort to do so as well, but we rely on God's strength to do it because we can't do it on our own. So we determine to communicate wisely. We, we pray for God's help. And next we can study. Study. Study God's word. And there are many verses, but we looked earlier this morning at Psalm 8, or Proverbs 8 rather, and how wisdom calls us to listen. Wisdom is pictured as a, a woman who's standing at the gates of a city and all those who enter she says, listen to what I say and do what I say. And so wisdom doesn't come from the world, although there is some wisdom in the world, but we rely on the wisdom that's from God's word. And so study God's word and ask yourself as you're thinking about what it says is how can this scripture lead me to live more wisely? Psalm 37, verses 30 and 31 Say, the mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of God is in his heart. His steps do not slip. And so when you have the law of God in your heart, you will utter this wisdom. Your tongue will speak justice, and your steps will not slip. The fourth word here is guard. We've talked about guarding a lot. But guard, and we just saw in Psalm 
39 verse 1, I said, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth as with a muzzle while the wicked are in my presence. But we need to go deeper. I've talked about putting a hand over your mouth or zipping it or duct tape, whatever you need, but that doesn't really solve the problem, does it? Is the problem ever just your mouth? It is your heart. Yes, we need to go deeper than just our mouth. And I can never say a word. I can only say nice things, but I could still have all sorts of bad stuff in my heart. And so we get to Proverbs 4.23. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. So if you're watching your heart, then that will take care of your speech, right? If your heart is right, what's going to come out of your mouth? Yeah, good things, life-giving things. If your heart is full of anger, bitterness, uh, bad words, uh, what's going to come out? Bad stuff, that's right. So the question is, what are you filling your heart with? What's in your heart? And I can't say what's in your heart. I can barely say what's in my heart (laughs) most of the time. And so you can maybe put on a a front for a while. You could you could maybe act and look like a Christian, look like a, a good boy, good girl, good man, good woman, but eventually it's going to come out and your bad heart will bear bad fruit. So if you know your heart is not right with God, pray and ask him to help you with that and, and repent of those sins and ask for God's help to, to cleanse your heart and he will help you do that. Matthew 15, 18, 19 says that The things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and those defile the man. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, slanders. So all those bad things, and there are many more we could list, those don't come from people just doing things accidentally. They come from a heart that seeks those things, that wants those things. And so if we deal with a heart, then that will set a guard. So we could say, set a guard over my heart first. Let that be the place that that is guarded, and then my mouth will be protected from evil. One last thing we want to uh, help us on our way to wise communication is love. Love. Proverbs 31.26. You know this chapter, Proverbs 31, the Proverbs 31 woman, at least the last part. But men, we can learn from her too, can't we? And this verse says, she, that is the, this woman, opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. And that's a, a good verse for maybe us as teachers to have. Uh, but anybody who opens their mouth, which is all of you, open your mouth. Do I have the teaching of kindness on my tongue? I can be teaching what's right, teaching what's biblical, but is a teaching of kindness. And that's not always so easy. And Tom was talking the other day about a man who was teaching at a Bible study or something, and and he was saying wicked things about, I mean, bad things about his wife. He's just sort of slant, not slandering her or whatever it was, just being unkind to his wife for a few minutes. And uh, God forbid we should ever say anything like that, um, even truthful things that ought not to be aired in public. But is what I'm saying kind? Now, I forgot I meant to Joni to th- that thing on on the kids bathroom wall it's a, it's smart right think think okay do you remember all the things if you don't yeah okay she's gonna teach her a minute don't tell anybody 
But no, because we, we had a we have a, a something we put up in our, our kids' bathroom, and I, I know it so well that I forgot. First of all, to, to take a picture of it before we left, because I meant to put it in the notes, and then I forgot what the word was and what they all stand for. But th- this this think is 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 an acronym for what you what you ought to do when you're about to talk, right? Yeah. So, so think before you speak. Before you speak. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. You get all down? We can do it later if you want. So is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? So if you have all those components, then you can say otherwise you might want to think twice before you say it because it probably isn't worth saying. You can certainly say lots of true things without being kind. Let me just end with some verses from 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, and I become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. So you take all this talk about wise communication, and you've got it all down pat, but you don't have love, you might as well throw it all away, because it's not really going to truly help anybody. It's just going to um, be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, and it says you have nothing. So may God give us the, the grace to, to do all these things in a way that honors him, and that's, that's truly loving. Any final comments or questions before we wrap up? It is so easy to just run the same Yeah, and it can be counterproductive too, can't it? If somebody is doing something foolish or sinful and you try and correct them in an unrighteous way, it can make them angry or it can hurt them and, and just make them more uh, set to, to resist God and to disobey God. So we've done double damage, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Well, it's just grievous to see hear people who leave a church or break friendships over Christians, especially Christian leaders who have treated them poorly. Um, somebody. I don't feel anything. That's because you're under Barely. <laughs> All right. Well, let's close in prayer, shall we? Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your goodness to us and for these words. And I know there have been many words and many things to think about. Give us grace over the coming days to remember even a few of these things and to consciously find ways to guard our lips, to say things that are right and true. Lord, we confess that we are not up to this task. Our mouths, as Scripture says, can be like an open grave and full of all uncleanness. We know that's not a really a mouth problem, but it's a heart problem. And we know that without your Holy Spirit doing a, a deep work in us, that we will not change. And so we we do 
lift ourselves up to you. Do what it takes, we pray, to, to change us, to transform us, to be more like Christ. And we think of the way he spoke, the way he always communicated righteously and lovingly, even when it was uh, strongly. We want to take our cues from him and help us to be wise in the way we speak, the way we communicate, so that we can show our love for you. We pray this in his name. Amen.